Hi, this is Emma from Emo Disco. My friend Sunday and I got the chance to interview Jodrak Talkin from the Dead Milkman, so here's that. So just go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jodrak Talcum from the Dead Milkman. What's your favorite color and why? I like yellow. It's bright. It's how I would color the sun. The sun's white. It's the sun white, but it's how I would color it. I, don't, I never liked the white crown, crayon, because my paper was white and I couldn't see what I was writing. What's your usual songwriting process? Um, there's never a same way, but typically I start with a piece of music, maybe a riff, and go from there till I have the song formatted the way I like, and often the lyrics are the last thing I put on. What, like, inspires you to write a song? Um, different things. Sometimes it's depression, also boredom, <laughs> and uh, I find if I can uh, focus on a song, it gets me out of uh, a worse state of mind than I would be in if I wasn't doing that. How is playing solo shows different from playing with a band? First of all, I have full control over what I play. I don't necessarily have to use a set list. I can feel my way through a show. I can make a set list if I feel I need it as a crutch, but I can at any time divert to play a song that I think the audience would like to hear at that particular time and moment. Whereas in a band situation, we always we have a set list and we stick to it. Another thing is that uh, because when I'm solo, I can take risks and be more improvisational in the moment, not just with the set, but with a particular song. Um, so is there one you prefer? I like both. Uh, it can get boring doing one thing and only one thing. I enjoy playing with other, other uh, musicians. I play in more than one band. I also play... Besides the Dead Milkman, I play in an instrumental band where I don't play guitar, I play keyboards. And Dean from the Dead Milkman is also the drummer of that band. But we have a different, we have a guitar player named Andy and a bass player named Joshua. And we, all of our songs are instrumentals, we don't have any words. We are called I Think Like Midnight. What inspires the names of all your bands? I came up with the name The Dead Milkman when I was a teenager and there was no such band. I wanted the name of a punk rock band that was kind of cowpokey. For uh, a newsletter I was writing, I made up this fictional character named Jack Talcum and made a fan club for him. And I made a Jack Talcum fan club newsletter which I wrote and typed up on typewriter and mimeographed at the local public library and gave to certain friends of mine just for fun and for humor. And Jack Talcum, in that the storyline, uh, needed a band to front. And he was a folky who was turning punk, so it was kind of like folk punk, and I thought Dead Milkman would be a good name for that band. I think like Midnight, I didn't come up with that name. Andy Chalfin, the main guy in the band came up with that name and I really don't know how he came up with it. The way I remember the name myself is 
I think of it as, hey, what time is it? Uh, I think like midnight. What made you decide to start a punk band? Did you have idols? I did have idols. Uh, they weren't punk at first. I liked the Beatles. I liked Bob Dylan. I liked the Birds. Uh, I liked the Rolling Stones. Uh, when I first heard the Ramones, I think that changed me completely. I heard them in high school, and I wanted to be punk after that. You should talk a little bit about Ornamental Wigwam. Okay. Well, after the Dead Milkman became a real band, we had Dean, Rodney, Dave Blood, and me. Um, Dave Blood and I wrote a ton of songs together. Um, but we found that not all of the songs we wrote could fit with the Dead Milkman. Or were songs that the other guys in the band would want to play or could even be in the punk in the punk format. So what we did was we made a duo where it was just bass, guitar, and vocals. He, he and I both sang, and we called that Ornamental Wigwam. Where we got the name, I don't really remember. So what advice would you give to someone who is like trying to start their own band? Do what's fun, because, then, I mean, of course do what's fun. Practice a lot, so that at least so you have the confidence, because when you go on stage, the best thing you can be is very confident in what you do, because from experience I've learned that any, anything can and will go wrong. You won't, it won't be like what you expect when you first hit the stage or your first show. But if you are very well practiced, you'll at least have the songs pat down pat so you'll be able to control the situation and your confidence will help the audience like you better. And if you have the audience on your side, everything will start to go. Everything will usually go your way. That's one thing. <laughs> and most bands today write their own material, so just write and write and write and and uh, seize the moment, seize your creative. When you have that creative juices flowing, just overwrite, write more than you would possibly think that you would ever need. Because later on, you might hit a dead spot in your creativity, and it's good to go and go back on some of the stuff you haven't used and use that as as a starting point to get your creative juices flowing again. When you're writing instrumental songs, it's not very typical, I think, especially in modern times, to hear a lot of instrumentals. So what are you trying to convey most of the time when you do that? It's emotion. So it's it could be a gamut of things. You don't need words to, to add. A, I mean, words will add or change emotions, but what's great about instrumentals, at least as far as I'm concerned, is that it can be open to wide interpretation and therefore can connect to in a lot more ways than you would ever expect. I like to think of it as life soundtrack music. So um, when you say soundtrack, do you mean like um, imagining your life more as like a movie? I guess that's what I mean. Or a dream. It could be dream soundtrack. In The Dead Milkman, um, all the members, they have like a last name that's not actually their last name. Is there like a story behind that and like how everyone got their fake last name? A lot of the punk bands that we liked uh, had fake last names. So we thought, it, uh, I guess we, we just 
decided we would all have fake last names too. And is there a story behind like each one of them and like how you got them? I don't know how, where Dave got his name, Dave Blood, but I really like that name. And Rodney's name, I was, I thought that was very clever to be anonymous. <laughs> and Dean Clean just rhymes and it sounds so cool. And not only that, but Dean is a very neat and clean person. I got mine because I was sitting on the toilet and I saw uh, on the shelf uh, baby powder, which was talcum powder. And I just thought talcum is a good name. But, uh, you know, I've kind of regretted it later on. And so uh, midway through the band, I changed my name to Jasper Thread and then changed it again. But the first person to change his name in the band was Dean. He changed his name to Mallory. So I thought if he changes his name to Mallory, I can change my name too. So how did you get Jasper Thread? At the time, I was, uh, I, I was living with art students. And one of the artists that uh, one of my roommates likes was Jasper Johns, and I liked him too. So I took Jasper from Jasper Johns. And Thread is just a word I liked. And I wanted the initials to stick J to JT, like Jack Talcum. What about any of your other nicknames? Butterfly was something one of my... I was very fond of a fan that I had, and we actually became friends and phone friends and real friends. And he kept calling me Butterfly. I don't know why, but that's what he would call me. That was his, I guess, pet name for me. So I took it and made it into Butterfly Fairweather. What's your one of your favorite songs that you've uh, ever written? I really like, uh, Dean and I wrote a song called Dean's Dream and he wrote it with the lyrics first and I put the music to it and I like the way that one came out. I also like a song I wrote called um, Sometimes I Like to Be Alone. I like Punk Rock Girl because it connected with a lot of people and it was a story I had in mind to tell a love story in, 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 in the point of view of an outsider who was outside to punk but being attracted to punk because I felt that I was that kind of person and the girl is kind of like a metaphor for the whole punk culture itself for me. So what do you think the benefits are of writing with people and writing by yourself? Uh, well, the same, it's almost the same as the benefits of playing with your, when you write on your own, uh, obviously you, you have full control of everything. But, but on the other hand, when you have collaborators, you can oftentimes come up with stuff that neither of you would have thought of on your own and come up with an actual uh, better song. Um, a lot of the, especially the early, early Dead Milkman songs were three or even four-way collaborations, believe it or not. Like for instance, the song, the Badger song, was music that Dave and I put together from different, like a riff I had that he finished and and, uh, and 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 Rodney uh, put his lyrics over top of that, and similarly, Jellyfish Heaven came out of that sort of song. A lot of the early stuff uh, was either Dean and me, or Dean and Dave, or me and Dave, or the three of us coming up with music, and then Rodney coming coming up with the lyrics. And then as we progressed, Rodney became more more musical himself, playing keyboards that he would actually contribute to music music and lyrics. Sometimes I would write lyrics for Rodney to sing 
and sometimes Dean would write lyrics for me to sing like he did in Dean's Dream and sometimes Dean would write music and I would put lyrics on it like the song uh, Jason's Head. In all those examples I think we came up with things that we would never have come up with if we wrote uh, just on our own. What's your favorite Dead Milkman album? Well, I'm kind of partial to Metaphysical Graffiti because I had I had a lot of fun making it, but I like them all. It's I don't like it's like you can't have a favorite child, can you? To me, they're all good. I like them all for different reasons. So, do you see um, your albums as your kids? <laughs> I don't think of them as, think of them as children, although they do like people they grow on me or grow away from me but now I think of them I think they're special in that we put creative effort into them and put a lot of thought into them what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is a comedy called Fargo why it's, to me it's funny I like the character development in it or the characters and yeah I just like the plot a lot of your songs kind of like tell stories I guess and are like fictional. And so uh, how do you usually come up with an idea for a song? You know, I don't really know. It just happens. Sometimes I, th- I start by thinking of what do I, what would I like to hear in a song? And sometimes I just play the music and sing the first thing that comes to my mind and then work it from there till I until I'm happy with what it is. So I don't know exactly when when I start it, how it's gonna be. It's very rare that I'll, that when I put paper to pen, that I know what the outcome of it is what I want. Punk Rock Girl is one of those rare instances where I knew exactly what I wanted to write, I just had to get it down. When you're writing songs, they don't always turn out how you want them to? Well, it's not that I want anything, it's, I, I get an, I get it till I think that I'm satisfied with it. So I don't know where it's going to go right away. A lot of times it's just I'll get the I'll get the chorus first and then I'll work backwards and say, well, this is the chorus. How many verses does it need for me to be satisfied with it or before I think it's going to bore someone completely to death? Uh, would you say that music is your favorite art form and what's another one of your favorite ways to express yourself? Music Music is my favorite art form. I've loved it since I can remember remembering things. And my second favorite art form is drawing, or I guess doodling or, or whatever. Outline drawing, coloring, stuff like that. When you were growing up and um, forming as an artist and musician, were there any like things that held you back and how did you overcome those things? Things that held me back, uh, the ability to properly play. The first thing I tried to play was a piano and uh, because there was one in the house where I grew up and I took piano lessons for a year and that helped a little bit but it wasn't really enough. I could bang out a song on the piano but I needed more so I think was I in junior high school or something or the beginning of high school I got a different teacher and I took some more lessons on that and I told my teacher I told her that I wanted to be a songwriter in fact I already written you know very rudimentary songs and so she incorporated uh, 
a little bit of music theory and songwriting into our lessons. So it wasn't just like sight reading and learning to play properly. It was uh, theory, and I would bring I would bring songs that I'd written in, and she'd critique them. So that having her that I think helped me understand how to write a song or what is what formal song structure is and guitar I was self-taught and it uh, just took perseverance I was 15 I heard Bob Dylan on recordings and I wanted to be like that and uh, just took perseverance I got a, a chord book and just learned chords and it was hard going at first but you form those blisters on your finger, uh, they're calluses, what they are really, calluses, and then it gets easier, and after you hit up, uh, get over that, you know, one hump of, yeah, you really gotta put a little pain into your fingers, and then it gets easier and easier after that. I like the place you are right now, like, being a well-known musician. If you could just, like, call attention to, like, anything, um, just what would it be? Uh, diversity. Uh, community, um, watching out for each other. I think all this is important. Music thrives. The more diverse things are. Uh, look at rock and roll, rock music came from blues, jazz came from blues, and classical music combined, I guess. And uh, cultures mingling tend to, I mean, I would say always produce something better just like people collaborating uh, can produce more the sum is greater than the individual parts so I would I would call attention to anything that uh, promotes diversity and in and inclusiveness do you believe in like zodiac like astrology do I believe in zodiac astrology as in like we're in mercury mercury retrograde now that sort of thing <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not going to discredit it, but I don't really, uh, I don't really follow it. So what's next for, um, Joe Jack Talcum, I guess? I, I'm working on another solo album for Happy Happy Birthday to Me Records. So I guess what's next is that for me, solo. I got asked to play the Athens Pop Fest, and I accepted, and that's going to be in August in Athens, Georgia. And that's all I have on my docket right now. The Dead Milkmen are going to be playing some shows in Los Angeles and San Diego at the end of May, beginning of June. And I think Like Midnight just released our second album, and we have a few shows coming up in the local Philadelphia regional area. Well, I think that's probably good then. Great, thanks. Cool. Thanks, Thank thanks you. a lot for the interview. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Oh, my pleasure. This is Emma, and you just heard an interview with Joe Jack Talcum from the Dead Milkmen on KWNK 97.7.